Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Happy Foot, Sad Foot, your LAFC gateway drug and the only LAFC podcast that is recorded exclusively on knee-buckling turf. I'm Travis Helwig. I'm Vince LaRosa. And I'm Darren Miller. Welcome to our preview of the second round of the 2023 MLS playoffs and LAFC's match for Seattle on Sunday, November 26th at 6.30 p.m. at Lumen Field. Hey, Darren, is that best of three or single elimination? It's actually a single elimination. I don't know why you would suggest anything (laughs) other than that. You can watch it on MLS Season Pass on Apple TV+. And, of course, we'll be live streaming our post-game call-in show 10 minutes after the final whistle at youtube.com slash at happyfootsadfoot. Subscribe now. You can get notified when we go live. And also, we have a huge announcement right at the top. Huge. We made holiday sweaters. That's right. You can find them at happyfootsadfootpod.com. Yes, you can be the proud owner of a Holly the Red-Nosed Falcon sweater, a Slay for LA Football Club sweater, or your very own holiday smokescreen kit. These are all custom-designed knit sweaters for the incredibly specific niche of ugly sweater LAFC holiday parties. Order quickly if you want them in time for Christmas. Make sure you double-check shipping dates, happyfootsadfootpod.com. It must have been really difficult for you, Darren, to design an ugly version of the smokescreen kit. I know it's such a pretty uh, I had to kit. completely reimagine a totally different thing. It bears no resemblance, obviously, because it had to be ugly. So, Yes. Later in the show, Vince gives us all the playoff storylines that we need to know. I give us all the LAFC versus Seattle storylines that we need to know. And Darren also is on the podcast. Sure, we're going to make some bets. But first, we haven't seen each other in a while. It's time to do what the people demand that we do. And we are nothing without our people. It's time for listener-mandated banter. Vince, Darren, Dince, how you doing? (laughs) Oh, no. Couldn't be better. 
couldn't be better. Do uh, people still like this part? Ins- like, because I, I, I'm not gonna lie, it's gotten worse and worse. We are really <laughs> mailing it in. <laughs> I do think we need to shorten it. We need to go tighter on the banter. We we yeah. we got away yeah. from who we were, and as the sh- the show's got a little longer, the banter has also gotten a little longer. But quickly, Vince, why That's don't you true. tell us what you were just doing for the last five hours? Five. Yeah. Hey, I think it was more like eight. I was getting tattooed. Jesus. By my beautiful significant other who now goes by Glitter Bones Tattoo on Instagram. And she literally, like my entire, the entirety of my top left thigh now has a ginormous hyena head on it. (laughs) And that's what we were doing. The funny thing is we thought we were going to put it on the right leg at first. So now both tops of my thighs have been shaved. And I kind of like it. Yeah, like I kind of keep it. I mean, I, I think it. the symmetry you're going to appreciate that. I think it'd yeah. feel a lot weirder if you had one leg shaved. I do know plenty of people that have gotten sleeve like sleeve tattoos on their arms and then have decided what well, doesn't look good with hair over it. It does look better with a clean, and they they continue to shave their arms. And yeah. maybe I'll be in that. Maybe I'll be in that crew. I think whenever I see someone who has shaved their legs or their arms, I'm like, well, that guy knows how to swim fast. My instinct is always that they're a really good swimmer. (laughs) It's true. I think that's enough to talk about since you get told us that we're doing a bad job with this, Vince. (laughs) So I just talk about myself and then we move on. Okay. Yeah. I got nothing to talk about. This strike's over. My wife's going back to work, so I'm going to be really lonely soon. Well, wait. Whoa. Yeah. Let's delve into that. No. You get it. The depths of your loneliness. What do do you do while your wife is at work? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Um, This. Okay. So when you're alone a lot, sometimes you look inward, Uh, and that's really awful. Whenever you look inside, (laughs) nothing good comes up. (laughs) See, I, I almost imagined. Because I get to see you when you're like very happy and I'm sure you have your dark moments, but I almost imagine you as like a Ferris Bueller-esque person who like just finds things around the house. So like, I'm going to play basketball over here. And then maybe, <laughs> oh, maybe if I put the trash can really far, let's see if I can shoot baskets there. And then like you dress up the dog and then like, just, I don't know. I just, I see you as like a, I see you as a guy that could get along well alone because you're imaginative in what you can do in your house. And that also, means a lot. <laughs> also, you probably have a lot of things that you would like to do that you wouldn't like your wife to see. So you could go like be as crazy as you want One and then clean up before she gets home. <laughs> I'm and getting more like Richie Rich vibes. <laughs> I'm getting Richie Rich vibes from this. Didn't he have like a giant bounce house that was like you jump Get a slide out of a window. Like a, oh yeah, that's what it was. I just imagine I, you with like a chef's hat and like flour everywhere. And then your wife's like, hey, Travis, I'm actually getting home early. And you're like, oh shit. And then it's a race against the clock to get it cleaned out. Okay, that's just now we're talking home alone. Classic. We're going through all of them. (laughs) The truth is I'm sitting looking at TikTok all day. (laughs) Well now you I mean Well that's that's then we've pinpointed the dark the darkness. So maybe don't do that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a great idea. You and my therapist agree. Darren, start the show. All right. Well, as a true LAFC fan, I started the season with other healthy priorities like a job, a home, and a family, but have since devolved into a vague gray area between properly functioning adult and crazed soccer addict, where the benefits of the former slowly slip away from my grasp and the benefits of the latter still sit just out of reach, like the well-hyped high from the edible you took half an hour ago. Luckily, my good friend and co-host Travis, the human LAFC crazy wall, is too far gone to save and far enough gone to report back with every Everything there is to know beneath the surface of LAFC's next matchup, so we can all enjoy it so much more in a segment we call Storylines. Storylines is rather storylines. Storylines is rather storylines. 
Storylines. Storylines. These are the motherfucking storylines. These are the motherfucking storylines. These are the motherfucking storylines. It's always just a little too long. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite Apple Podcasts review of our podcast. (laughs) If you hate that song, that means you hate when our team is in the playoffs. And I want you to think about that. If you want to complain about the length of that song, all you're saying is you want us to get kicked out of the playoffs. So don't you dare tell us you want us to go back to the old Storylines theme song because we will. When we're out of the playoffs, gentlemen, it's finally here. The one we've all been waiting for the illustrious conference semifinal. And of course it's against our incel Xbox obsessed Zulilias rivals to the North, the Seattle Sounders. And this one finally is winner take all. We head up to Lumen field in Seattle for the match that probably everyone in MLS is most excited for in this round of the playoffs, a match between two organic rivals who everyone agrees has been the two most consistent teams in the West for honestly, as long as we've been in the league, we played our very first game against Seattle where Diego Rossi scored the first goal in club history. And that was also our first win in club history. And then we had our first home game at the bank which was called the bank then against them as well. And we won that thanks to a Simon Golazo at the death. The rivalry took off from there and it always hasn't been that rosy for LAFC, which brings us to the first storyline of the match, which is this. Can LAFC find redemption against our playoff failures against the Sounders. This season is the fifth time that LAFC has made the playoffs. And in 50% of our previous playoff runs, we have been knocked out by the Seattle Sounders. The most famous of these losses came in 2019 in our historic season where Carlos Vela was the top goal scorer of all time and we had the highest point total of all time. And that landmark season ended with one of the most anger-inducing games in LAFC's short Lifespan, the Western Conference Finals at the bank. After an early goal from out to West, Seattle slowed down the game, mucked up play, and fouled us over and over again. They got us out of our rhythm and ended up winning three to one with two goals by Rui Diaz and one by Ladero. Both players still on Seattle. If we want to fuck them over, we can still do it. That was probably the most angry I've ever been following an LAFC game. Vince, as someone who knows about soccer, what do you remember about that game? How did they beat us? Yeah, you actually nailed it. Like, honestly, that was a pretty good analysis of how that game went. (laughs) The thing I remember most from that game was being in the press box and like a lot of people probably in the stands. When that Atuesta goal went in, I was like, yo, we're going to host MLS Cup final. Like, we're going to the MLS Cup final and we're totally going to win. This is, and then like as each Seattle goal went in, just sinking deeper and deeper into oblivion and my chair and just being like how could i ever be so stupid to think we could do something like that don't be such an idiot vince clearly the sounders were the superior team and that was so dumb i yeah that was that was one of the most frustrating games because it was like guys they're just they're just fouling you like can you just knock it fouled like and just move the ball a little faster and but it was i mean it was a good game plan it worked darren do you remember that game no 
Great, let's move on. <laughs> the following year. Yeah, I, do. I just don't have anything to add. I, I do. I just, I, it was the same. I was watching the yeah. same thing you guys were. The following year, they did the exact same thing during the COVID season, winning again by three to one, again, knocking us out. That game, of course, will always have an asterisk because Diego Rossi, Brian Rodriguez, Diego Palacios, and Jose Cifuentes were all out due to positive COVID tests during international break, which I hope is not foreshadowing. (laughs) Plus today, if people get COVID, they just say they have a stomach flu and they play like three hours later. It's fine. (laughs) My my favorite memory of the COVID season is the El Trafico in Orlando because I was in an Airbnb, like a bubble Airbnb with my friend Paul in Palm Springs. And I had told him that we were going to take a shot after a shot of tequila after every time LAFC scored and we scored seven goals and I puked. (laughs) (laughs) Also a good moment to let everybody know that Paul Briganti, my friend since I was 13, directed his first feature film coming out this week, November 17th on Peacock. Please don't destroy the treasure of Foggy Mountain, November 17th on Peacock starring SNL's Please Don't Destroy and Conan O'Brien. Didn't get paid for that ad, but advertisers out there, that's a taste of what we bring to the table if you want us to read your ad. (laughs) Just a small taste. That's the tip of the iceberg. (laughs) Wait till the banter combines with that where I allude to myself masturbating. I think the rivalry between LAFC and Seattle is is maybe my favorite one we have because it comes not from close proximity, but because both of our clubs are incredibly well run. LAFC has stolen a little bit of Seattle Super Club expansion glow that they've had since joining the league, and they might be a little jealous of that. And we're a club that wants the powerhouse status that Seattle has. Seattle has two MLS Cups in 14 years. If we end up winning MLS Cup this year, we'll have two in six years, which I think would be enough to say maybe we've surpassed them in the powerhouse status. But I'm not getting ahead of myself. Darren, how do you think we stack up against Seattle over time? Over time? Or this season, however you want to answer the question. I don't fucking know. (laughs) They're both time. I think, well, I think that, I mean, it's, we've said it before, but it applies here. Like the turf is the X factor. It seems like whoever's at home has a bigger advantage than usual, even in this matchup. Darren, that's, that's a storyline coming up. So I can't let you go too in depth on that exciting storyline. Didn't you read the script? (laughs) <laughs> I didn't. No, of course not. Well, we have a long time to contemplate all this because our game against Seattle isn't until the Sunday after Thanksgiving. And that brings us to our second storyline of the match, which is this. Will the long break help or hurt us? As both of you know, we've played more games this year than any club in MLS history. So in normal situations, having a three-week break before an important game would be a great thing. However, this isn't just time off. This is an international break with five LAFC players returning to their home country to play two additional matches in that time. Kiki Oliveira is going to Uruguay. Daniil Maldonado is going to Honduras. Crepo to Canada. Bawanga to Gabon. And of course, Stipe Buke will return to his home country of Gamora, deep inside hell, playing alongside demons like Andre Horta and Brian Rodriguez. Uh, just, just, just kidding. As you know, the one person we've discovered... We did discover that one person (laughs) listens to the podcast from the Czech Republic, and I am terrified, (laughs) or no, sorry, from from Croatia, and I'm terrified of who that is. 
And to that person, I want to say we've never doubted Stipe Buke. We love Stipe Buke. It's on a shirt. You can buy it. If you are a direct acquaintance of Stipe Buke, we apologize. (laughs) To Stipe Buke's agent, we're sorry. (laughs) Four of these five players will play for their team on November 21st, just five days before we have a must-win matchup against Seattle on the 26th. That includes Denny Buanga, whose travel to Africa is obviously a much harder commute than LA to Canada that Crepo is doing. By contrast, Seattle only has two players called up on international duty. Defender Nuhu will play for Cameroon, and Josh Atencio will play for America's Olympic squad, both playing as well the five days before the game, just like the other players. In normal situations, Seattle having that game three against Dallas would have been really helpful to tire them out before our match. But these two weeks off gives them plenty of time to rest up. There isn't going to be an advantage of the time break. We might even be on a disadvantage because of all the players we have going on the international break. Vince, Darren, how are you feeling about the time off? Is three weeks good for us, even if our best player will be on tired legs come the match against Seattle. Of course, the best player I'm referring to is Steve Buke. Right. This is like a chicken and egg thing, Darren. It's like, is it rest or rust? Like every sport has this, right? Like you're getting it's a rest. weird combination of people within both teams. Uh, Not everyone. Like some people will genuinely be rested. Sure. Uh, and I would say, and LFC I would say Bwanga doesn't get tired legs. Yeah. So say. I, I don't worry. I actually don't worry about Bawanga at all. And I would actually, I mean, no offense to Gabon, but like they're not really always, they're not necessarily playing for something as big as uh, some teams are. I'm like, they're not even going to be in next year's African Cup of Nations. They're already out of that. So I think for him, he's like, I'm going to go there. I love my country. I love to play soccer. I'm going to have a great time. I enjoy when I play on the field. But like at the end of the day, I think he's committed to winning MLS Cup. But it, it, yeah, it's just it's just weird. The time off is is weird for rhythm, and then the turf, you know. And we're gonna get to that, but like the rhythm and turf, two big factors. Well, it's crazy you brought that up, Vince, because the huge break is obviously a big variable in the match. But there's another variable here that I'm gonna be the first one to bring up. I think I it's the rhythm and the turf. Minds. No, I'm gonna be the first one to bring it up. <laughs> And that brings us to our third storyline of the match, something you might not have thought about. Can we win on their horrific turf pitch? Over the course of six years in the Ah, league, our six years. Yeah. See, I know you guys are a little surprised. I hadn't thought about the turf. Are you going to tell us what our record is on turf? You better believe it. Over the course of our six years in the league, LAFC, not, well, no, on their turf, not on turf overall. Over the course of our six years. God damn it. (laughs) Sorry. I don't know. I'm not doing that much research. (laughs) It was hard enough for me to find all the head to heads for LA versus Seattle. But I did. There's some funny stuff in here. Over the course of the six years in the league, LAFC has done pretty well against Seattle. In our 17 total matchups, we've won eight, we've drawn four, and we've lost five. That's a pretty good record against a team as good as Seattle. But in those 17 matchups, we've only won away twice. And one of those games was our very first match. Back in 2018, that was one of the only times we won away. The second time we won away against Seattle wasn't even in Seattle. It was technically a Seattle home game in the Orlando bubble in July of 2020. That means if you exclude the bubble game, our record at Lumen Field is one win, three ties, and four losses. And if you want to say 
in all competitions after our very first game we've ever played. We've never won at Lumen Field. It is a horror show for us. And as we've covered in this show, teams used to playing on turf have a massive advantage over those who are not used to playing on turf. And Lumen Field is known as having some really bad turf. In fact, five different players have torn knee ligaments at Lumen Field since 2018. Ethan Finley in 2018, Sebastian Blanco in 2020, Eric Williamson in 2021, Jao Pedro in 2022, and just two weeks ago, Alan Velasco in 2023. The only reason I know that list is that when Alan Velasco went down, someone who works for FC Dallas <laughs> tweeted out the list of the number of people who have torn their knee ligaments at Lumen Field or Century League Field. They, you know, they changed the name like two years ago. The injury concern around playing on turf brings me to a genuine question that I had today. And I'm curious to hear what you guys think about it. Unlike round one, this is a single elimination game with 30 full minutes of extra time if we end in a tie. Two of our best players, Vela and Chiellini, are 75 years old. Do you think they can handle a full 120 minutes on turf? Do you think they can handle a full 90 minute on turf and 90 minutes on turf? And if they do, will that be detrimental to the game that we have the following week, which again is a must win? Vince, Darren, how much time do you think they're able to put in uh, up in Seattle? 120 is not. No, I don't think either of them would go 120. I mean, we've seen... Even last season with Steve, he was very, he was not afraid to take out Carlos Vela. You know, if he's like, hey, hey, man, you're not, it's not your day, 75 minutes, let's go, get off. We took him um, out in MLS Cup in the yeah. first extra time. Yeah, in a time in which you're like, well, if anyone's going to shoot a penalty, you want Carlos shooting a penalty. So I, I think he's not worried about that at all. So in his thing is like, let's win the game in 90 minutes. So I, I don't think, I think he has a plan for extra time, but I think he's really hoping that, you know, Plan number one, and probably two and three, is like, let's win in 90 minutes. Do you think they both play 90 minutes? Giorgio, I could see more than Vela. I just, for some, whatever reason, like Giorgio is able to conserve his energy and do it. But Vela, whether it's fitness or just ineffectiveness, it's like there's more options. Whereas Giorgio, you think he he saves his energy enough. And then also, like, who are you going to bring in, really? Like, who's going to make you feel better about that? What about the idea of... Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Knowing that it's possible that they go more time and not starting them, but like putting them in early. Mm. If, I think if that's more, effect- more effective for a, a Vela 
than a Giorgio would you'd only do that with a defender if like you 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 got a lead right so like it's not going to be uh-huh. any helpful to you if it's like one one to put in Giorgio right, right. or you're down a goal so it's more likely with Vela but I like I I could see it I mean he kind of did it in that second game in Vancouver Vela had a little bit of a knock and he was like look we'll we'll use him if we have to and he really only used him for the final what was it like ten minutes. Yeah, that gives me hope that he's well-rested, though, because he really didn't play much in that game. Same with Chiellini. So my instinct is they're going to try to play them as long as they can. I I agree that Vela could come out, but I bet they give him the full 90 if he wants it. But after that, if we do go to extra time, I think you take him out before PKs, even though we don't have Gareth Bale to replace him with. You know, like it feels a lot worse bringing on Mario Gonzalez than it does bringing on Gareth Bale in that moment. How's Keelini um, a PKs? I bet he I could do it. I bet he could do it, but I don't think he, I bet you he's probably taken like two in his career. Crazy. Okay. Those are our storylines for this week's match. But before we go, we have Vince here and you're smart and we're not smart. So normally we don't get to do this in match previews, how do we stack up against Seattle? Are they still going to muck us up the way that they did in the past? Do they play differently? I know we've, we beat them once this year and played them to a draw in Seattle, I believe. How do we match up this year against the Sounders? I mean, they're still a physical team. Brian Smetcher is a very pragmatic uh, coach. So he's going to say, look, if a guy gets past you, don't worry about fouling him. We'll, we'll just get on and we'll get on with the play. We can defend set pieces pretty well. I think if I'm breaking down this game, the most pivotal aspect of it is Seattle really likes the ball. So the two things that I'm looking for is, one, how does Seattle deal with LAFC's press? Are they going to try to play through it and risk the, the chance that LAFC intercepts a ball or turns the ball over in an advantageous place and goes running and scores a goal that way? Or are they going to play over the top and see, you know, try to sort it out? A team that likes the ball doesn't really want to play over the top a lot because then it can go right back the other way. You can't win second balls. And then the other thing is just like, if they do have a lot of the ball, is LAFC going to get like antsy? You know what I mean? Like they've found times mm. where like they have been able to really kind of sit back and be, I thought, I thought against Vancouver and that second leg was a great example. They're like, look, we can kind of weather the storm, be professional about this. Maybe one goal is enough, but LAFC teams, I think of the past have been like, no, no, we score three, four, five goals. So if LAFC can kind of keep its, its head in those situations and sit back and still look for chances to, you know, lure Seattle forward and say, look, even if you get deep, what if you bring too many men forward and then Bolonga 1v1 for 60 yards? We'll take that every day of the week, right? Where Seattle doesn't want to see that, although they have a player like Nuhus who, who can probably run with them. That's going to be, I think, the, the pivotal thing. How does Seattle work with the ball and do they want to play through the press? Well, I, for one, am very nervous. But I think if we beat Seattle, we get a Western Conference final at home, guaranteed. And I'm very confident if we get that against Houston or Kansas City, that we get to MLS Cup. I'm not going to look that far ahead, but this really feels like the test for us if we can get to the finals. Um, obviously, we don't. We want to win that game. We want to think one game at a time is what I'm trying to say, but this feels like the big one to me, and we're playing at a disadvantage up in Seattle. So, boy, am I nervous, but at least we have three months until the game happens. When we come back, <laughs> storylines from around the playoffs. And we're back. Last time I looked into it, I landed on a huge discovery that LAFC was not the only team playing in the MLS playoffs, and our own number 10, Vince LaRosa, not only confirmed this, 
but presented a complete analysis of what we'll call all the other stuff. And it turns out a lot of the other stuff was some pretty good stuff that not only played a role in determining LAFC's potential path to the cup, but also kind of slapped on its own. Now that we've made it to the next round, I can only assume there's more good stuff to know about, and whenever we're interested in knowing something, we're joined by Vince LaRosa. Vince, Quickly before Vince jumps in, Darren, would you say slapped normally, or is it only because you wrote slapped? Like, is it something that you would tweet but not say out loud? No, I could I that- could never say it in normal conversation. No. Okay, just I, check. I had to, like, plan ahead. I practiced. I worked hard. I got my reps in. Yeah, I went to a co- I went to like a coach, you yeah. know, like I, I have like some, you know, Gen the Z slap friends. Coach. Yeah, you yeah. figured out where the emphasis was. You weren't like sl- apps. Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I and then I like met the minimum bar. Yeah, like Darren, if I know anything from you, you'd be like this counting crow song slaps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the sentiment, yeah, but but to your point, I wouldn't say it with those words. <laughs> But Sorry, I certainly Vince. would and do feel that way <laughs> about more Counting Crows songs than anyone wants to know. <laughs> Vince, did the Counting Crows play at any point during the MLS Cup playoffs? And if not, what other storylines are there? <laughs> I actually could imagine a world in which halftime at MLS Cup, the Counting Crows, and everyone would be like, really, like that's pretty good, right? Enough. <laughs> Third Eye Blind, I'm a big Third Eye Blind fan, which is equally lame. And I remember they played halftime in MLS Cup one year, and it was the only year I watched the MLS Cup because I was watching Third Eye Blind. I mean, I would go out on a limb and be like, they're think they're sitting there thinking, they're like, who could we get? You know, the kids are really into pop punk again. And they're like, how about Blink One Eight Two? Like, no, 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 we can't get Blink One Eight Two. And somebody goes, you know, Sum Forty One's back, and they're like, who's that? And then they bring in Sum Forty One, and we all go, oh, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, uh, I guess the it- first. The first storyline has been uh, honestly just murdered. It's been killed. I was going to say to you guys, can you guys hear that? And you guys are going to say what? And I was going to say nothing because we're on hiatus and we're going to be that way for a while because there's all this extra time. So I, let's just move on. Okay, there's extra time. Like it's, it's ridiculous that there's a two-week break. And if you're a team like LAFC who is a professional and gets their business done in the two games like you're supposed to, you get a three-week break, which is supposed to be a good thing. But as we've covered, it's not. It's stupid. So let's move into something else that's really dumb in these playoffs. I like that you called me a number 10, Darren, because I want to talk about a certain number 10 that they felt the need during the playoffs to broadcast a game. And I think we all know what we're talking about. The Lionel Messi friendly between Inter Miami and NYCFC. I just, I'm, my question to you guys is this. Could you imagine the NFL deciding, hey, Tom Brady, your season's over. But guess what, bro? You just won people's sexiest man alive, and we need you to go out there against the Denver Broncos and play a game while the AFC Championship is on the next night. Like, in what <laughs> world is this a good idea? And any guesses to how many more people watched that game over the game, the actual MLS oh, God, playoff game that was so on that Oh, God, that's so depressing. Oh, that's so depressing. I never thought about that. So many more people. <laughs> I, I, I'm curious what number of people watched that game and then were like, I'll check out the playoff game after, or like that's halfway. Like what, I know that that's like what the marketing people are like, oh, if we pull them in with Messi, they'll stick around. And I'm like, I bet it's 0.25% of the people who watched the Messi friendly watched whatever playoff game was on. I don't remember. Yeah, what like a Messi friendly was supposed to be a gateway drug to MLS. Fu- cut, uh, <laughs> to Chicho Arango. Yeah. It is so ridiculous that they did it. 
I obviously know why they're doing it, but it's so <laughs> insulting to the league and the playoffs and to the teams that were on. It's like, I'm surprised that no one stopped and was just like, hey, this looks really bad. This looks lame that we're doing this. It's cool that he has the trophy, but like, you could wait a day and you could play this tomorrow. There were days that didn't have games. Yeah, either do it not on a game day or if you're going to do something like that, then make it really fun and really not like a real game. Do Messi and friends and they play futsal or do yeah. anything but try yeah. to pretend like, hey, this is a real game that these guys care about. Because I don't know if you guys watched in that game. I watched about 10 minutes. No one cared about that game. And they lost. I wonder if, yeah, that's very funny. Yeah. And they were close to full strength. I wonder if they got there was like people were canceling their mls season pass and they were like well we got to get them for one more month th- through the right. playoffs we'll throw a <laughs> so messy like, game up there when you go to cancel then you get the prompt that says are you sure because Messi's going to play one more game this season <laughs> <laughs> and the winner will take home mls cup no i'm kidding <laughs> um, it is there 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 was news today that. uh that tim cook and don garber were on stage and they did say that there were big games this season that had got over a million viewers on MLS season pass, which is huge, way bigger than what we got on, on linear TV outside of like, I think maybe the MLS cup, if we've ever gotten a million there, but I think even those were only like 800,000, like that's peaking really well. I mean, it must be like Messi in the league's cup final, right? Like it's gotta be those sorts of games. LAFC versus inter Miami. I would hazard got up to that level. Um, yeah, it, it's I mean, but that's huge that they one have that number of subscribers and two that that number of subscribers are tuning in to watch MLS. It's a uh, Apple did a good thing and Messi is rich now. He wasn't. before. Well, gu- well guys, I, I have just one storyline left and not to disappoint. It is actually a real one. I took this one very seriously. And this one you guys might not know because we not even in our pre talk. Did we bring this up? <gasps> MLS Cup final is guaranteed to be on the East Coast, or at least <gasps> east of the Mississippi. I don't know if you guys know this, but all four teams okay. in the East amassed, each of them had more points than any of the teams in the West. So it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter if Seattle goes it, as the highest remaining seed in the West. does not matter because Cincinnati, Orlando, Columbus, and Philadelphia all had more points. So there's not a chance that MLS Cup could be hosted by a Western Conference team. And does that make you sad? And does it mean that it means less because like, if it doesn't happen at BMO, does it really matter? Yeah, it matters. <laughs> yeah. We'll see it on TV. We just talked about how great MLS season pass is. <laughs> Will <laughs> you be going Wait, Travis? I know oh. you really want to go to the Seattle game, but the fact that it happens, you know, during a weekend when you probably want to see your family, like most normal sane people. It was so fucking, I was so mad that that's the week they came back. I was planning on going to the Seattle game and I'm like, I can't now I'd have to leave my Thanksgiving early to travel to Seattle I would potentially go to MLS Cup final. I just think it's none of the cities left. I'm like jazz to go to, <laughs> yeah. but like Columbus, I've been to wonderful city. I haven't been to any of the, no, I've been to Orlando, not a wonderful city, but it, <laughs> and, Fia, and Philadelphia I've been to, but the stadium is so far outside of Philadelphia. It's in Chester. It's, Philadelphia. It, it's like in a nice area, but it's not Philadelphia. I'm, I'm sad that what our best case scenario is one more home game. Mm-hmm. But as we said last week, there's only like two weeks between seasons, so we'll be back soon enough. That's true. Darren, I don't if you know. had to pick one of the four cities, where's the where's, where's the best nightlife? Because you are the person that I go to for nightlife. <laughs> yeah, uh, in, yeah. In, in second-rate cities. You seem to yes. know. Where does the nightlife yeah. slap the most? 
Yeah, you can, I can tell you what really slaps. Uh, <laughs> I love the, the the eyebrow raise as you said it too. It's just very, very. You young. know, the kids are all saying. Their kids are all saying this is what slaps. Just like Eugene Levy saying something lame in American <laughs> yeah. Pie. Their kids are saying it's slapped. We'll just tell your mother it's slapped. <laughs> <laughs> It's Columbus, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, and Orlando. Where would you rather party? No, sorry, Chester. We're going to say Chester, not Philadelphia. Oh, okay. That was an easy answer. Philadelphia is the only, like, fun city, I would say. Cincinnati's pretty cool. They got this MLS team there that's doing pretty well. What is Uh, (laughs) somewhat sad is, like, the stadiums and all those places are are worth visiting. Like, Cincinnati Stadium is fantastic. I think think they're the top. If I had to pick rank the stadiums, it would be Cincinnati, Columbus, Orlando's is actually like it's pretty good, and they actually have a pretty good fan base. But like the on the water in Chester is kind of cool, so I'm going to put Philly third and Orlando fourth, just because. I would really, I would really love to do like a road trip stadium tour. That would be really Let's do fun. It. That's that's yeah. next right. season. That's next season. A happy foot set foot. All, when, all on the road, baby. When we finally get yeah. that peacock money for that ad we did. Yeah. Happy foot, sad foot, by foot. Should we walk? not a competitor, competitor of uh, the platform oh, yeah. that MLS games are on at all. I w- who do you think, Vince, who do you think we match up the best against? In the, Well, I mean, like, I'm excited about the idea of playing Columbus because of Diego Rossi. Like, it would yeah. be so yeah. fun to play Diego Rossi in MLS Cup final. And I don't know if you watched that Columbus game. The atmosphere looked insane in Columbus. They seemed like they were going nuts. Yeah, and... Columbus is hit or miss too. Like when they play really well, they're very good, but they're always pretty wide open as you saw in those games with Atlanta. So there, that would be like a, another like three, three shootout type final. So that would be a really fun one. I think a lot of people are thinking it'd be kind of cool to go to Philly and prove it to Do them it that we can beat them again. And so that they haven't, I mean, they're still yeah. going to talk cause they're from Philly, but <laughs> if you win <laughs> at home and then in Philly and back to back years is pretty much all the bragging rights you could ever need. It's true. These matchups, honestly, these are some exciting matchups on the East. Yeah. I just, a, those are gonna that storyline is so crazy though, to think like not a single Western conference team can look forward to possibly hosting the final. Yeah. It's a bummer. The other exciting East coast thing that I I'm noticing looking at the bracket we have up is that Eastern conference final could be Cincinnati versus Columbus, which is hell is real. Right. Isn't that like their yep. rivalry? And mm-hmm. that's a pretty intense rivalry in the last couple of seasons too. So that would be a fun, a fun. That's final. awesome. Yeah. Well, I would say the only, the only curveball to mix sports metaphors, which we love to do here. I love that. Um, we do, actually, yeah. If somehow they put Inter-Miami and Messi in the final, LAFC <laughs> did finish with more sure. points, and so they should host that game. If they're, doing it, if they're doing it the proper way, they should host that game. That's all and I'm saying. And I think if you looked at the fine print, whoever lost the New York City FC versus Miami friendly did get an automatic buy into the MLS Cup finals. So I think th- right. there's a chance. <laughs> Well, those are our storylines for the playoffs leading into the second round. Thanks so much, Vince. When we come back, we're going to make some bets. And we're back. Now it's time for a segment called Bet It and Forget It. Bet It and Forget It. Every week. Where's the love for that drop? I love that drop. Why, why yeah, don't people it's, don't love I, that? I, I do. I have a uh, soft soft spot in my heart. Soft spot. Just soft spot. Soft spot in the top of your head like a baby. Yeah. I believe it, you're referencing your heart. You maybe don't need to say it, but I think that's where you're referencing. Yeah, I yeah. think it's soft spot in your heart. Okay. It's late. This is our I first like late that one. record. Yeah, where's the playoffs remix for Better Than Forget It? Huh? 
Yeah. Um, it's the, it's just bet it and forget it on repeat for a minute and a half. <laughs> it's just that over and over again. Bet it and forget it. Okay, I feel good now. Bet it and forget it. Bet it and forget it. Oh no, I turned it on a loop. How do I turn it off? Hold Bet it and forget it. Hold on, I don't know how to turn it off. Okay, hold on. Hold on a second. Bet it and forget it. No, stop. Okay. Let's try to do the segment with it going. <laughs> okay. Right. Every away, week, <laughs> every week we end the show with a bet for this week's game. But maybe we should just end it early. <laughs> <laughs> we make an outlandish prediction, something that almost definitely will not happen, but could. Each week, Travis and I put up five dollars, and if no one hits, the money rolls over to the next week. Eventually, by the time someone's weird prediction comes true, they might win a good chunk of change. But in the playoffs. Vince is also here for the previews, and he can swoop in and make a bet that steals the whole pot, like a grifter that swoops into a betting segment on a podcast and makes a bet (laughs) that steals the whole pot. Um, Accurate. None of our bets cashed last week, so our bet pool for this week is now $130. That's big. The biggest one for sure. We're running out of time. That is – yeah, we're we're at jackpot quantities now. Uh, Last week to review – Travis, you bet for the second time in a row that Blackman would get a red card. Didn't happen. happen. That didn't happen. I bet that each team would have a a shot off the crossbar. I believe there was no shots off crossbars. I really didn't think. I thought that that was like crazy. I thought it was so easy to do. And then in hindsight, I was like, that's crazy. And Vince had the most likely Even crazier. (laughs) That someone would kick up turf. Yeah. That there was real grass underneath that turf field, and there've been lying. Yeah. And it would be along. revealed during the game. Not only is yes. there a Russian nesting doll of pitches, but that <laughs> it would be revealed during the game. <laughs> yes, I could just roll it over. Lumen you want to do it again? Turf. Yes. Sure. <laughs> oh yeah, Vince, you go first. You can t- you can go first this week. Okay, I, I will not roll it over. Uh, instead, I will do one that our good friend Jeff Talk will love. I believe that Aaron Long will score the game-winning goal with a header off a set piece. These All these things have to happen. This is like a parlay. So Aaron Long, game-winning goal, <laughs> header, set piece. The final thing, and the most important, he'll do it by jumping over Jordan Morris like a NBA dunk, posterizing Jordan <laughs> Morris. He will literally, his his midsection, his his genital area will go over Jordan <laughs> Morris's head and he will that dunk was... on him and score the game-winning goal. He's going There's to a... Gareth Bale, Jordan Morris. I was just about to say, you know, this is Aaron Long and not Gareth Bale, right? And, and it's <laughs> tough to do that to Jack Elliott because Jack Elliott's 6'6". Jordan Morris is five foot nothing. So easy for Aaron Long to just jump all the way over him. Do it all the way, son. I I mean, this sorry, is you too easy? outlandish. <laughs> this is too outlandish of a bet. It's I w- If you said Aaron Long game-winning header, I would have been like, cool. That's great. <laughs> I feel like that's yeah, just that's true. easy. I mean, we all know Aaron Long scoring the game-winning goal. <laughs> well, my bet isn't that crazy because we've gotten to the end of the thing. So now you guys I think tell that's me a good, about that's a good that's a good grifter bet. That's the grifter. That's it, it has to be more. He's not putting any money in. I'm also doing yeah, doing, doing a little doing bit because if I were to win the money, do you know how many people listening? There's actually people that have asked me. They're like, "Will you really get the money if you win?" I go, "Of course, <laughs> <laughs> I will demand it. You're I'm going to give it to you." We yeah, even yeah, to let you do this. And it will not go to charity and and or any listeners. It will go right in my pocket. <laughs> I would love if all of this happens, but he jumps over a different player. And it's oh. not Jordan Morris. 
You're right. Yeah, he's you jump did over present Rui, an entire Diaz, rule book. Who's just as short instead. <laughs> Damn it. My bet is not as good as your. We should have made you go last because that was great. Mine is that the game is going to penalties and it's going to go beyond five penalties. We will go beyond the initial first five penalties. There will be a tie after five and a winner will be decided in sudden death PKs after that. Scary, but not as fun as Vince. Oh, but it is nice that we're now getting some bets that could possibly happen. Yeah. Um, I want to give this money to charity. That's insane. So, so bringing home Darren with something so outlandish. We earned this. <laughs> this is a bet I wanted to do when we were in Vancouver, but it was a dome. So we couldn't. We couldn't. We all wanted to, <laughs> to do this. I wanted to do this. Weather will play a clear role in a goal. There will be a goal that it will be objective. You will, no one will be able to contest the fact that some type of weather, whether it's like, the sun was in his eyes. The wind was crazy. There's rain. The ball was wet. It skipped across the turf. A clear factor in a goal scored will be some kind of natural cause. Now, is an earthquake weather? Yes. Okay. For the purposes of this, yes. <laughs> Maybe, well, I don't know. How do I expand the term weather? Na- natural. Natural phenomena. phenomena. Yeah, natural phenomena yes. is the best way to put so it. Like so a, well, does that phenomena. include like a bird? <laughs> Yes. Can a bird oh, yes. get involved? Yes. Bird okay. is a natural yes. phenomenon. Natural Weather is, I guess, just the most likely <laughs> example. Well, but keep in yes, mind there is natural there, phenomenon will And there will is a history a, of LAFC against Seattle, a goalkeeper making a howler. Now, that wasn't weather, but Stefan Fry, I mean, he could have easily been like, oh, the, the wind or the f- turf or something. So I, I think. Yeah. He can make the excuse, but we'll be able to tell if if that was actually a fact. <laughs> How awesome not. would it be if we dispute it and then he gets a post game? He's like, you know, it was just it was a little no, slick yeah, that- out there, and I'm Darren, just like, <laughs> I, I, I depending if you believe in free will or not, the game of soccer is a natural phenomenon too. So oh, it's possible that any goal game. wins this for as long as you don't. If you think fate's real. I got news for you. I only believe in cause and effect. And if the world did start, the entire universe started from the Big Bang. That's the original cause. And every effect sense has all been in place since then. So uh-huh. no, we don't have free will. Clearly. Duh. So Darren wins. We should give him the money. Yeah. <laughs> well, we shall see. That's our show for our big Seattle match up in Seattle. That's the that's the show of our Seattle game up in Seattle against Seattle. Darren, take it away. <laughs> well, we're playing Seattle next. I don't know if you could tell. Just a reminder, we'll be streaming our post-game call-in show 10 minutes after the final whistle on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at happyfootsadfoot. There's a link in the show notes. Talk to us in the chat. We'll post a link. You can join us live on the show, audio, video, the whole thing. Our theme music is done by the insane team of James Valentine, who I just played pickleball with this week. Never played pickleball before. Very fun. Oh, I hey. know that that's, that's not a new thing to say, but I really wanted to not like it because everyone loves it so much. Very fun. Our theme music is done by the, the insane experience. team. Yeah. It, no, I was annoyed found. by how much fun it is. We should play. <laughs> the, uh, it's yeah. the insane team of James Valentine, Nate Walcott, and Louis Palmer. Along with YouTube, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, maybe Threads. And if you made it this far into the episode, chances are you're enjoying yourself. If you haven't already, please show your support and consider becoming a friend of the foot at $5 a month at patreon.com slash happyfootsadfoot. Or pick up some Hafo Safo inspired merch, including our incredible new holiday sweaters out now 
at happyfootsadfootpod.com. Any support goes a long way to keeping the show going and community growing. And great news, we finally sent out the last seven scarves today. We did it just in time. So I hope that we win so they get to bring them to one game. <laughs> we said just in oh, time boy. for Christmas, right? That was truly the, the most shameful just, moment in the history, the young history of this podcast, I have to say. We'll figure out the logistics next time we make scarves. Well, what the guys <laughs> are saying from is almost all you, of them. You better order your sweaters like right now if you want them yes. by Christmas. <laughs> We're not handling the fulfillment of the of the shipping of the <laughs> hey, sweaters. You guys could have left We've it there. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, but truly, if you want a sweater, look it up now because I don't know how this shipping's gonna happen. They're custom made, so look it up. Make sure that the shipping works. Happyfootsatfootpod.com. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we'll see you on the live stream after the game. I love you. Bye. I love you. Bye. Love you, bye. Vince? Yeah, love he loves you. them love now. You, he loves them now. It's a, you're listening, it's a Vince Thanksgiving loves miracle. You. We're getting a billboard that says Vince loves you. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.